Hey, this is Jim, pastor of Decided Church, and this is our podcast. Thanks for listening. We hope the sermon you're about to hear just blesses your heart and really encourages you. If you don't mind, subscribe. That way you'll get instant notifications every time a sermon is uploaded. And by all means, if you're feeling led to give, click on the giving link and there'll be more directions to follow. God bless. Enjoy the message. Good morning. Good morning, Decided Church. How you doing? Man, this 10 o'clock service, y'all did good. You packed it out. When Marty Clark is on the front row, you know it's a full house. Amen? Hey, buddy. How's it going? I'm glad you're here. I'll leave you. Okay, I'll leave you alone. I'll leave you alone. But thank you for being here. If it's your first time, if you're visiting with us, welcome. We have a little bit different of a Sunday. I'll go ahead and warn you now so that you can know. But this is a little different than our normal Sunday, but it's good. It's, it's different in a good way. We're excited because we are starting something brand new today. It's a brand new Sunday. We, we've been calling it the first day of the next 10 years of our life. So um, thank you for joining us. We hope that all this makes sense somehow at the end of things, but we believe that it will. We love you so much. You know what I think about that last song? One of the most powerful lyrics is, when it says the evidence is all around for the spirit of the Lord is here. When I don't, I don't know what the author of that song intended, but when I sing those words, I love to look around at the room. You guys are the evidence that the spirit of the Lord is here. Your changed life, your testimony is the evidence that God is working and still active and moving. So, so grateful that you're here this morning to experience this Sunday. We got a lot of stuff coming at you in just a little bit, so get ready. We got like two booklets, a magnet, a pamphlet, a flyer, all kinds of stuff, a sticker, all of it's coming to you, so get ready in just a minute. But this is Launch Sunday, that's what we're calling it. What does that mean exactly? And I I said it earlier, but today marks the beginning of our future. Decided Church, if you didn't know, Decided Church is standing at a pivotal historical crossroads this morning. We're standing on the miracles of our past and the faithfulness of God. And what we're doing this morning is that we are taking a giant step into our shared future. You're here playing a role in all of it because you're supposed to be here. I believe that. I believe that you're here on purpose. I believe that God called you to come to this church today on purpose for a purpose. Today, we're publicly launching the next 10 years of our church in a campaign entitled Next 10. And the tagline you see underneath is expecting immeasurably more. And that little Navy section in the middle looks like a banner or a pennant flag. That is our seven acres of land at 1017 Bickley Road. So that is our logo. That's our, that is our campaign. That's our theme. That's our vision. And the reason why we're calling it Next 10 is because we've been, this year marks 10 years that we've been a church. And so we're so excited about that. God's been so faithful to us Uh, And I remember, I was there, I remember in those early days in 2011, my wife and I started a Bible study in our 600 square foot apartment. And man, we we, we started with five people. And then we started, we we both worked at Chick-fil-A at the time. So we were packing them in from, from work and they would come in and we grew to 10, 15, 20, 30. And Wendy, we didn't have any more space to put people. They were sitting on the dryer, on the kitchen counters. They were sitting on the balcony ledge, all on a third floor apartment. 
So we're like, okay, we got to do something. We ended up going down to the community room in the apartment, and that's where we really began worship. That's where we began preaching. But most importantly, that's where we began forming these intentional relationships so that we could invite the one to come and see and go and tell the story of Jesus. We didn't have language for that. We didn't have those words back then, but it's what we were doing. We didn't have that mission statement laid out beautifully, but in essence, that's what we were doing. We were living our lives just one person at a time, inviting just the next one to come on in, to, to, to capture this vision, to see what a changed life can really do when you come into the presence of Jesus. In February of 2014, we faith purchased this building right here. And when I say faith purchased, that's what I mean. It means that we didn't know how we were going to make the monthly payments, but I remember standing right about where you are, Valerie, and I remember looking around thinking, how in the world are we ever going to fill this room? There was about 30 or 40 of us, and I didn't know how we were going to do it. But that is a, that, that's a core memory for me, looking back on that time. Because now I know, I didn't know then, but I know now that God had all of you in mind. That you were going to be, you were going to be the fulfillment of that dream. That you were going to be the fulfillment of that prayer that I had to God. And it was a beautiful dream. And so, so we're, we're here and, and we kept growing. And now with three services and about 300 people, we have maxed out every opportunity to carry out our vision and mission statement in this space. We've maxed it out. We're, we're doing our best. We're getting creative. We're doing things, but we are just full. And the good news is, is that the same God who provided this building, I know he will do it again. I know he can do it again. So we are um, on October 22nd, 2021, just last year, we closed on 1017 Bickley Road, which is that Navy uh, shape in the middle of our logo. That's seven acres strategically positioned between I-26 and Highway 76 in the heart of Valentine. And that's where we confidently believe that God has our future home. He's marked it out for us. He's set it apart for us. And I just got this on September 16th, 2022. Can I read it to you? This says, in regards to our land, when we bought that land, it says, uh, loan 3000075956, dear valued customer. <laughs> they don't know they're dealing with kingdom people. I am very pleased to enclose the original note marked paid in full by the bank. And just in case... You think I'm, I'm not reading it right? There's the paid in full stamp on that page. And just in case that's not enough for you, I got the good old trustees of Decided Church. I got Jesse Groats, John Hancock on here. Cock. And then Jeremy Powers, John Hancock on here. So it's official. We are debt-free as a church again. So in that, hey. Yeah, go ahead. That only happens through your faithfulness and your generosity, people. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the way God did that. I'm staring in the faces of the people God used to make this happen. Less than a year later, paid in full on the land. So we can confidently say and, and, and joyfully share that every penny raised, every dime, every dollar that's raised over the next two years throughout this campaign is going into making a building happen on that property. Every dime, every penny. And so that's what we're excited about. And that brings us face to face with the vision God's given us for the next 10 years. A beautiful church, like a city set on a hill, 
right? Shining the light, spilling out the light and the love of Jesus in our community through the gospel. That's what we want to do. A kingdom-minded church that provides room for the next 10 families just like you that are looking for a place to call home. And listen, it is a vision bigger than me. I cannot accomplish this. And guess what? It's a vision bigger than you. You guys on our own, we will not be able to accomplish this, but it is not a vision that's bigger than God. It's a God-sized vision for a God-sized church, and God's going to do the funding for it. It's immeasurably more, and, and that's really why we put this tagline here of expecting immeasurably more. We came up with that, well, really God came up with that, is from Ephesians chapter 3. In verses 20 and 21, it's our theme verses for this campaign. And it says, now to him who is able to do immeasurably more. That means you can't fathom it. You can't ask for it. You can't even imagine it. You can't measure it. You can't even begin to comprehend what he's capable of doing, what he's able to do. And it says, furthermore, this is going to be according to his power. That means, Jeff, we don't have to provide the power for this. We can bring our energy, but ultimately this is God's energy. God's power is going to make this thing happen. That is that work within us to him be glory in the what? This is a church verse. This is a church vision. This is for us. This is a promise that we can claim as a local church that God is ready to do immeasurably more on our behalf through his power that works in us and be glory in the church and in Jesus Christ throughout all. What's the next word? generations because why we're a generational church we're not just in this for us if we were doing it just for us I mean we could make it work here but we're doing this for the next generation and we're doing it for the generation to come after that we're doing it for our children and our grandchildren and our great-grandchildren after that to him be the glory in the church and in Jesus Christ throughout all generations forever and ever amen that is what we're here for. That is what it's all about. It's bigger than us. It's bigger than me. It's bigger than you, but it's not bigger than God. So we've made something for you to help you visualize the dream. It's called our vision guidebook. And I don't know if we've passed it out yet. Does everybody have a vision guidebook, a prayer guidebook, the magnet, the sticker, the calendar, all the goodies? You got all your presents this morning? Let me get an amen. You got them? Okay, we're ready to go. So I want to walk through this book a little bit with you this morning just to give you a little bit of the vision because I want it to not just be our vision as church leadership. I want it to be your vision too because we're doing this for the one. If we had to put it down in one phrase, why are we doing this, Jim? Why are we all sacrificing a little bit more over the next two years? Why are we all uh, maybe skipping the Starbucks drive through line for the next couple of years? Making coffee at home. Why are we all being called to be generous and, and obedient to our ties if we're not doing that yet? And, and then sacrificing on top of that. Why are we doing this? It's for the one. It's for the one. And, and we put our mission statement right up front, inside the front cover, because this is the main thing. Our mission is to invite the one to come and see and go and tell the story of Jesus. That, my friends, is a powerful statement because it's the gospel. That is the, that's the same thing. That's the message of the church that, like Eric said in the video, that, that's the victorious message of the church that's been going on for 2,000 years. And we've been winning with it for 2,000 years, so why would we change it up now? 
is to invite the one to come and see and go and tell the story of Jesus. And that message goes all the way back to Matthew 28 when Jesus arose from the tomb. See, the disciples showed up fully expecting to find the body of Jesus and take care of it. They came expecting to dress the body and take care of it and maybe make a permanent dwelling place for it. But when they approached the tomb, the angel met them there. He was sitting robed in white on a stone that was rolled away. And he says in Matthew 28, 6 and 7, but he is not here. Amen. He is risen from death as he said he would. Come and see. That's the first part. Come and see the place where his body was. And then what do we do? Do we just hold that hope, that message hostage? Do we hoard it for ourselves? No, the angel says, and go quickly and tell his followers, Jesus has risen from death. So the whole assignment here is to come and see experience for yourself and then allow others to do the same. Draw others into that story. Invite them to come and see for themselves so they can go and tell. That's the message that is our mission, and it's never cha hasn't changed for 2,000 years. In fact, in Romans 1.16, it's this very message Paul says to the church in Rome, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, he's referring to this message, for it is the power, and the word there means dynamite power, by the way, not just a little bit of power, but enough power to save souls, to save anybody who would believe, starting with the Jew and also for the Greek. That's you and me. That's Gentiles. That's us. That's the power. That's our mission. And that's why we're doing it, to create space for the next 10. To, and, and the next 10 happens one by one, by the way. The next page is just a personal letter from Alyssa and I, just to catch you up on the history of Decided Church. If you're new here or you haven't been here long, that's just to catch you up on the story. Page two is the site plan. Again, this is, this is from our architects and civil engineer. It just kind of lays out the best way for the building to be positioned on those seven acres with parking. And you'll see that, that teal aqua color. You, I know you need your bifocals for it or your microscope, but that says phase one. So that's what we're trying to accomplish now with this campaign over the next two years. We're trying to get that building out of the ground. And then phase two is that orange-brown color. That will be basically doubling our auditorium, doubling our sprouts wing. And then that purple, don't forget about the purple. That's phase three. That'll be our youth building. It's just a big gym. And you can be praying about that because God, is, God, God might be working in the details. You know how he does that? Isn't that so cool? He's, he's gone before us and he's working out the details ahead of us. But there's a third party who might be interested in getting that out of the ground for us. There, they, there's a shared interest there, and you can be praying for that. His name is Rob Strickland, and God might be working in his heart to help us build that building ahead of time. And then, you know what gets my favorite thing on this page? is the parking lot. <laughs> Look at that beautiful parking lot. Hey, right? Who had to park across the street this morning? Let me see those hands. Oh, yeah. We, we've got 37 spaces. I don't know what's wrong. 37 spaces between the front and the back, but we're going to 141 spaces. Amen. That'll be good. So all y'all's ladies' heels won't get stuck in the red mud. I know. I know how it is. 
The next page is just a picture of what the church might look like. Um, and, and the coolest thing about this is we're going from about 4,800 square feet in this building to 11,000 square feet. So more than double. We're excited about that. There's going to be room. Amen, Lori, for kids to learn about Jesus on their level. If you've got kids in Sprouts across the way, you know, well, we've got one big shared room where everybody does their learning together. We've got a toddler room for those who can crawl around, and then we've got the nursery. That's it. And we're going from those two and a half rooms to seven. So we're excited about that. We need that space. We're desperate for that space. So take a look at that. There's some details there. You can read about the building. Next page is the floor plan, floor plan page four. A couple of things to note about this page. Again, with your bifocals, you'll be able to decipher that we're going from 120 chairs in here. That's what we can max out at to 350. And listen, this, this is, these are all man's plans. You know what I mean, Ed? These are man's plans. But the, the true blueprints, the true plans, well, God's got them. And he's promised for his church that he's going to do immeasurably more than we need. So, I, I mean, we can hold this loosely, folks, but we're going to be building something that, that, that more than meets our needs. That's immeasurably more. So this is cute. I'm sure God is looking at our vision guidebooks and laughing a little bit. You know what he laughs at even more is the next page, our cost. Because I don't know about you, but these are some big numbers. There's a price tag attached to things these days. I don't know if you've bought milk or eggs lately, but there's a price tag to things. And the economy's changing. Inflation is changing. Interest rates are changing almost weekly. We know that. It's the way of the world. But again, I'll remind you, and I share these numbers with you as a victory speech, not as something to make you discouraged because this is God's church. This is God's vision. He will fund it. It is by his power that he will fund it. Project, and there's a big old fat orange word in here. It says projected because man can project all he wants, but God gets the final say. But a projected cost for that phase one is 3.2. A projected loan amount is 2 million. A projected amount that we need to raise is 1.2. Well, that's not so much projected. That's just real. But that, <laughs> that's going to happen a couple of ways. And you'll see that in the print below. It's going to happen through our campaign, which we're kicking off today. This is launch Sunday. And then also... Um, we're going we're gonna to, Lord willing, sell this building. And I don't know about you, but I'd love for a church plant to come in here and just keep the ball rolling. How about you? Everything's set up for them. They can just move on in and keep preaching the gospel where we left off. But we're going to pray for them. We're going to pray for this building. And we got a couple of lenders that we're interested in. One of them would, would allow us to stay in this building, get the cash value out of the building, but continue to meet here and then have those two years to sell it and then pay down that loan. So you can pray for that. That is what we're hoping for. Next page, what's our goal? In order to be financially ready to have shovels in the ground next year, we're talking about soon, guys. This is not some distant pipeline dream. We're talking about next year, groundbreaking. We need to raise $700,000 over 24 months. And I know that seems like a lot to, to some of y'all. It sounds like a lot to me. I've never seen that much money in my life. <laughs> neither, has, <laughs> neither has Brandon. So we're in the same boat. That's a big number, but I want to break it down for you. Did you know that we just said, I think I shared a moment ago, that we had about 300 People here last Sunday and Sunday before that and the Sunday before that. Do you know if everybody, if, if everybody 
gave every single day to this campaign, it would only cost us about three bucks a day. Do the math. And then you say, well, Jim, there, you got kids in there. You got you to gotta tighten your number. Okay, 200 people. 200 functioning, working adults who have jobs, who, who are able to tithe and then give sacrificially above their tithes toward this campaign. Do you know how much per day? It looks like a big number, but that's $4.76. Per day. Over two years, and we've got $700,000 easy. That's less than Starbucks, y'all. That's a cheap coffee. That's like Dunkin' level right there. In other words, in other words, we can do this. We can do this. And, and you may be sitting here thinking, how in the world am I going to impact such a large number? I'm glad you asked. Page seven is for you. This is our impact page. And this chart is here to encourage you to show you over time how money can stack up. And ultimately, isn't it all the Lord's? Aren't we just giving back to what he's already given us? So just 10 bucks a week. That's all you can do. Just 10 bucks. That's two coffee trips a week. Over a month, that's 44 bucks. Yearly, that's 520. Over the two years, you've given $1,040 to this campaign. That moves the needle, folks. Every $1,000, every $100, every $10 moves the needle towards that 700,000. Page eight, this is my favorite page. And I know I'm flying, but you'll be able to read this in detail at home. It'll be on your coffee table, I'm sure, by this afternoon. Um, our preparation. This is my favorite page just because it's got the cool picture of the bonfire and the tree lit up. Thank you, Stephen Toller. But um, that tree is so cool. I've been telling the architects, by the way, they can't touch that tree. It is not allowed to come down. So we're going to hold them to it, okay? So our goal, and this is the most important page, our goal throughout this campaign is not financial. I want you to hear me. It's not about the money. I know it takes money to build a building, but it's so much bigger than that. This is spiritual. We're asking you guys to join us on a spiritual journey. We're asking you guys to get alone with God and really seek his face, listen to what he says, and then just obey it. So our goal is bigger, spiritual. Our prayer is by the end of this campaign that your family would be closer to Jesus and each other as we link arms and lift hands to God in, there's our word, expectation. We're expecting immeasurably more. So ultimately, what's the ask today? Because you'll find a pledge card at the end of your book. The commitment card's there. The boxes are all blank. It's ready to go. But I would encourage you to make a commitment this morning, just like my wife and I have done, just like the leaders of this church and the leaders of the campaign have done, and that is to take it slow. We're not asking for anything today. We don't want you to turn in the card today. We don't want you to even touch it. Just look at it. You can't, look, you can't touch it. Just look at it. It's in the back of the book. It's glued to the back page on purpose. We just want you to look at it. But most importantly, what, what the commitment is for us today collectively as one family, as one body, as one bride of Christ, what we're asking is for us to take it slow. That's an acronym. It stands for seek his face, listen to what he would have you give. And then when it comes time in a month on November 6th on Commitment Sunday, obey. And that'll be the easiest step. If you've sought the Lord and you've listened to him, obedience will be the easiest step by then. November 6th, mark it down. You've got a calendar of events. So you can put all those dates in your phone, but that's the day when we'll all gather. We'll fill out our commitment cards together. I'll walk you through that, that card box by box. You better believe it. I'm going to make sure every box is covered. 
We're going to go through the card together and then we'll turn it in as a family, as one family. We'll make our offering to the Lord. And again, listen, this is for this giving to this campaign is specifically for people who are already obedient to the Lord in tithing. Okay. So I've gotten a lot of questions. Should I, should I direct my regular giving towards the campaign? Maybe I'll just, I'll shift my money towards the campaign and I'll just give to that. But that wouldn't be honoring the Lord, would it? Because he's asked first for obedience in our tithes. So for you this morning, maybe this is the first time you're ever hearing somebody talk about money and finances and giving at church. And your first step may not even to give to be to give to this campaign. Your first step may be to obey the Lord in tithes and give to him out of your first fruits. 10% is the Bible number, but I'm encouraging you to give proportionally. The two recommendations by Paul and Corinthians are to give proportionally and to give cheerfully. And if you can do that first step, God will handle the rest. You give, to this, give back to the Lord through this church with your tithes. And then, then and only then, when God will ask you to take that next step of sacrifice, once you're already surrendered, you can take the next step of sacrifice and give above and beyond generously to the campaign. So the next couple of pages are just for you to four different ways to think and prepare financially. And then we've got some frequently asked questions in the back. Hopefully those will be helpful about the timing of different things. And then you've got your commitment card in the back and we'll walk through that together. Save that card, bring it back with you on November 6th. That's Commitment Sunday. Now there's gonna be a lot of cool events that happen in between. Okay, so I want you to hang on to that calendar of events. Put some of those dates in your phone. We're already kicking it off in Sprouts next door. The kids are learning about the campaign on their level, which is very exciting. But why are we doing this really? The economy's bad. Inflation's at an all-time high. Materials are hard to come by. There's a lot of risk financially and strategically. But I'm standing before you confidently because I know that the reward outweighs the risk on this one. This is God's church. We run on the kingdom's economy and the currency is faith. And you know why we're doing this? It's for the one. It's for the one who's searching desperately for something to fill that void because nothing else has satisfied. It's for the one who's been burned by church people and they've been hurt by judginess of the religious folks. It's for the one who's been given up on by pretty much everybody. Nowhere else to turn. It's for the one who's looking for somewhere for their kids to hear the truth of the word taught on their level. It's for the one who's all alone. Families passed on. They've got no one left and they, they're looking for an extended family. They're just looking for a warm hug and an intentional smile. It's for the one who's tired of the fakers and the hypocrisy of church. They're looking for authentic people, real life problems, and transparent leadership. We're doing this for the one who's looking for a contagious, vibrant atmosphere that celebrates life change, that's joyful, that's excited, that memorializes all the in-betweens. We're doing this for the one who's looking for teaching that's faithful to the word of God, Sunday in and Sunday out, that teaches sound doctrine. We're doing this for the one who's looking for community and connection outside of Sunday. People they can link up with, become best friends with, and do life on a regular basis with. We're doing this for the one who's looking for a generational church where they can dig deep 
establish roots, somewhere for not only their kids to develop their faith, but for grandkids too. We're doing this for the one who's looking for an evangelistic church that reaches wide with the gospel, but also draws us in to dig deep into discipleship, accountability, groups, and intentionality. We're doing this for the one who's looking for somewhere to feel needed, who's looking for a place to plug in, who's looking to roll up their sleeves, get their hands dirty, and get to plug in right away. We're doing this for the one who's looking for a smaller church, but a big family. We're doing this for the one who just wants to be seen. We're doing this for the one who comes through and just wants somebody to remember their name. You know what's so cool about that list is that one was you. All those things I said are, are words that you gave me as to why you felt called to be a part of this church. So we're doing it for the one. We're doing it for the next one of you that maybe wanders through those doors for one reason or another. Maybe they don't even know why they're here, but they ran into this place and they found a home they didn't know they needed. They found love that they didn't know existed. They found a family they didn't know was possible and they found a savior they didn't know already forgave them. You know what I mean? We're doing it for the one. So I'm going to ask Dane to come up at this time. He's going to walk us through a little bit of the spiritual journey, the orange book, your, your prayer guide. And I just want you to know that over the next couple of weeks, as we talk about generosity and stewardship and how to honor, your, how to honor God with your money, that on, throughout all the busyness of the dates that are on that calendar, when it comes down to it, What's laid out in this orange book is what we're after. Again, this is not a financial journey. It's a spiritual journey. And above all else, we want you to leave with your family after these six weeks, after the next year, after the next two years. We want you to, we want you to find yourself closer to God. We want to find your family closer to God. And so, Dane, I've asked him to come up and share a little bit about the orange book. And then I'll come and we'll close out in prayer. Thank you, Dane. Good morning. <laughs> so, uh, like Jim said, um, we have this prayer guidebook that you should have. If you don't, please let somebody know so we can get you one. But if you want, you can go ahead and open up to that front page, and I can cover it with you. Uh, it's a tool for us to use for the next six weeks, so we can use some spiritual discipline to be disciples like Jesus has called us to be. Discipline, disciple, I just learned that recently. Um, it's formatted to follow the Lord's Prayer. So that first prayer, uh, it's the model prayer, right? So it's our first prayer and the last prayer of it. And throughout the whole theme of it, it's six weeks. And there's six parts to the Lord's Prayer, which is our Father, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, our daily bread, forgiveness, and deliver us from evil. Um, so I just wanted Jesus' model petition to be covering the entire effort that went into this. <clears throat> And please emphasize when you do your prayers to follow that model and to uh, include the deliverance from evil to protect you in a time like this because if the enemy is going to attack, this would definitely be yeah. one of them. So we'll be having guided prayer every Thursday and Saturday morning at sunrise. 
It'll be held at 1017 Bickley Road. So please come if you can carve out, carve out some time. I'll let you know what time sunrise is each Sunday for Thursday and Saturday, because some people want to know what exact time sunrise is, which I think is actually a good thing uh, that it was brought up, because um, that's when he is set for sunrise, yeah. and that's when we'll begin. Uh, you may have also noticed you have this circle, circular magnet. It says intentional on it, because we'll be uh, praying every next 10 a.m. or 10 p.m., but please put that in a spot that you're going to frequent. Fridge or, I don't know, car door, what, I don't know. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's a pray on the next 10 challenge. So every 10 a.m. or 10 p.m., there'll be an opportunity to, for us to unite in prayer in our respective homes. So if we're all praying at the same time as a church, that's pretty cool. We don't have yeah. to do it in the same location every time. But God's going to be getting a lot of prayers. Um, and as an added challenge for that, it's uh, to do so for 10 minutes. So there's a big theme of 10 there, right? We should be able to remember every 10. If you wake up at 11 a.m., it's okay. You got 10 p.m., right? Okay. Now, please track your prayers on this. This QR code is on every single page. Uh, when you pray, um, there's going to be a drop-down list. Whenever you put your camera over that, you can click the link, and there will be a drop-down list for you to choose from what topic you prayed on, whether it's his will or protection or for the new land. And there's also an other selection in case there's something that's not listed in that, and also a, a prayer request if you have something more specific. And it's a anonymous, anonymously tracked so we have a goal to hit 10,000 prayers Amen, by November 12th. And uh, I'll give you updates on that every week as well, how our temperature of prayer really is going um, to keep us accountable on that. And then lastly, there's going to be a culminating prayer event on Saturday, November 5th from 7 to 8 p.m. at Bickley as an entire church body to usher in his presence for the following day, Commitment Sunday. There'll still be a few days left of the guidebook to be followed, but hopefully even after that, you know, we'll continue to pray um, in the future. This should not just be a six-week thing. And it's really an honor and humbling to be a part of it. Thank you for being a part of it as well, and thank you for your time. God bless you, and have a good week. You guys excited? You guys ready for this? All right, I think that we should, I know it's not 10 o'clock, we, we missed that mark, but let's go ahead and pray this in. Let's launch ourselves into this campaign season with prayer, a prayer of dedication for ourselves over this building, over everybody from our architects, engineers, contractors, the whole nine yards. Let's just pray it in. And we love you. God bless you. Make sure you've got all the materials. We printed these for you. And so we want you to have them. There's enough for everybody to leave with one, the journal, the guidebook, a magnet, a sticker, the calendar, all of it. And there's even a cool wristband outside on your way out. So make sure you get that too. It's a, it says for the one. So we're going to have our why right here on our wrist at all times. All right, let's pray. God, we love you. Thank you for giving us a dream, a vision that's much bigger than ourselves. And God, we're excited this morning because this has been a 2,000 year message. This has been a 2,000 year church that's been winning with the same message since day one since the day you rose out of the tomb. And we are so humbled and grateful to play a small part in that, to keep on inviting that very next one to come and see and then go and tell the story of Jesus. We could not think of a more worthy cause, a more holy, noble 
cause to give our lives to, to than sharing that gospel, than spreading that message. And so I pray a prayer of dedication and commitment, of, a prayer of commissioning over us, that you would help each one of us with our families, with our wives and kids to gather around your throne, to seek your face, to really listen to what you'd have to say to us and then to obey, to walk it out in faith. We thank you for every heart, every soul that's in here that's making this ministry happen, that's, that's serving with excellence, that's going above and beyond, that's being generous where they are, that's being faithful where they are. Thank you for those folks that are here that have made this possible, that, that we even get to sit in this room and talk about a future because of the way they've served and given generously. We couldn't do it without them, but Lord, we're so grateful we can't do it without you. And this church is built upon your rock. We have a firm foundation and we know that you won't fail us. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's stand up together.